Analytics with Mike Lewis, the podcast where we talk about everything you need to know about sports analytics. Here's your host, Mike Lewis, marketing professor at Emory University. Welcome to the Fanalytics podcast. Former Georgia Bulldogs, Pittsburgh Steelers, and Arizona Cardinals punter Drew Butler is on the line, as is, as always, Emory marketing professor Mike Lewis. A little backstory on Drew. Drew Butler was recognized as college football's best punter when he received the Ray Guy Award in 2009. After graduating from UGA, Drew spent four seasons in the NFL and has since become vice president of Icon Source's collegiate division. As an EVP for the online NIL sports marketplace, Drew has become one of the leading minds in the new college sports business landscape. So we are thrilled to have him on the show. Drew, welcome to Fanalytics. Thanks so much, Doug. Glad to be with you, Michael. And um, that was a great intro. I don't really get that <laughs> intro when I'm at my house with my wife and kids. So thank you so much. Hey, well, 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 Drew, let me tell you, usually I do the intros, but as, as you may or may not know, Doug was a member of the Spike Squad at Georgia. Oh, okay. I didn't so know that. It seemed like you know, he had to do yours. Go dogs. There you go. <laughs> go dogs. Okay. Yep. Well, Drew, so let, let me just start out by saying, you know, well, thanks for being here, but just a little bit of, you know, background on where this is coming from. So we do a podcast on sports fandom from an academic perspective. Uh, we, I also run something called the Emory Marketing Analytics Center. So this is one of our special episodes that we put out for the Emory alumni crowd, the, the folks from the business school. Uh, we also talk a lot about NIL, but I think we talk about it in probably different terms than you live it, in that you know, I'm predominantly interested in, well, how's it going to affect the overall structure of college, college sports? Yeah. What's it going to do to the economics of it? So as a, you know, right out the gate, a starting point, Drew, let me ask you this. I mean, so this is, to me, this almost seems old because I've been tracking it since Ed O'Bannon. Yeah. But I wonder, is this still, when you're going into meeting folks at brands or talking to athletes, how new is this even today? It's, um, I, we have to remind ourselves of that every single day. And I think that's a great jumping off point. Our team, our sales team, our marketing team at Icon Source hit the road pretty hard in, in January and February at a lot of the popular trade shows around the country, CES, the PGA show. Um, I think they were at another one, Surf Expo, which was down in Atlanta, uh, down in Orlando, Florida, excuse me. And they're out. We brought our 45 foot Prevost bus, which is, pretty badass, if I might say. So we went to make a statement, meet with brands, let them know of the opportunity uh, to work with professional athletes on the Icon Source platform, of which we have 3,000 plus. Uh, we work with their sports agents, so it's a very integrated platform, but the new opportunity around name, image, and likeness to work with student athletes. And we were shocked time and time again at how many brands had no idea that it was even a possibility. What? You can pay student athletes now? What? Well, how would I get in touch with them? Wait, that's not illegal? It's so funny because you mentioned tracking this back to Ed O'Bannon. I think NIL is the most important thing in the world. You know, I'm living in a bubble. My wife knows more about NIL than any female ever should. Um, and it's like, got to take a step back. Got to realize that we're 10 months into this thing and the opportunities are endless. And if we can get past 
all of the gatekeeping, all of the barriers to entry that there are for brands who have never done a sports marketing contract before, much less with an 18 to 22 year old, that's when we're going to start to see that real adoption. And that's when brands are really going to start to realize that there is massive, massive potential of working with a student athlete who is not an influencer. A student athlete is a student athlete. We call them hyper geotagged influencers. You're, you're speaking to a very specific set of people who follow this person for certain reasons that now when they endorse your brand or your product or your business, people are going to stop and go, let me take a look at that. I'm interested because I follow that person because they're hardworking. Uh, they're enthusiastic. They, they are very successful in their own right. So we're getting there, but it's still so early. It, it's a great jumping off point for sure. Well, let me you know, and again, I think it's, in some ways it's kind of tough to structure this because we, I think, of the natural tendencies we want to sort of talk about the whole landscape at the same time because there's so much interesting stuff going on. And and look, I'm at I'm at a school that you don't normally associate with sports at Emory University, but I can tell you, Drew, even at Emory, there the athletic department is obsessed with NIL. Concepts. Yeah, of course. Well, so let me let's start on the brand side. So you mentioned, I mean, when, I think when we think about sports marketing, we think about frankly, Coca-Cola sponsoring the Olympics. And so from the way you position this, it almost sounds like you think NIL is going to democratize sports sponsorship where all sorts of brands can get in the game. Yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly what we've seen in the first 10 months. We've seen the smaller to medium-sized businesses that are focused in these college towns take advantage. You want to know why? Because maybe they've got some money put aside in their marketing budget to where they said, hey, we're going to jump on this opportunity when July 1st comes around. We know that if we get five, 10 student athletes at our specific school to say, come to our restaurant, buy this product, go to this business, that they're going to be speaking to people in and around our area. I'll give you a great point talking about the democratization of social media or, or excuse me, of college athletics through this new NIL era. Before July 1st, we did an Instagram live series on Icon Source where we were talking with very high profile student athletes. Macy Oteague had just won the NCAA basketball championship with Baylor. Derek Brown was a top 10 pick from Auburn, 200, 300 plus thousand Instagram followers. And they were great. They were essentially saying, I wish I had this when I was in school. I would have loved to have worked with these brands. This would have been so awesome for me and my teammates. And then we interviewed Kendall Lindemann, who was a three-time All-American softball player who had 8,500 followers, I think. Her engagement on our Instagram Live tripled, quadrupled what we did with Macy Oteague and Derek Brown. You want to know why? Because if she had 8,500 followers, 8,000 of them followed her. It was softball players across the country, softball moms asking real questions, her teammates saying, go, Kendall, go. Other peers within the softball world saying, this is so awesome, Kendall's the best. I step back, I go, this is amazing. This is exactly what this new opportunity presents. Doesn't matter your popularity. Doesn't matter your sport. It doesn't matter your school. If you make yourself open for business in the sense of, hey, I want to embrace this new era, there is undoubtedly opportunity for student athletes everywhere. Well, you know, let me follow up on that, Drew. And it's, you know, I'm learning a lot already. One of the things that we've done... Um, not in the college athlete space, but we've been doing some work in the esports space mm -hmm. and looking at influencers on Twitch. And what you just said really resonated with me. One of the results we're finding is that the micro influencers are the ones that are perhaps better at building the relationships. That you know, there, there may be a trade-off in this space between reach and the intensity of the connection. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. And, and that's one of the things that we tell brands when Icon Source is introduced to them. Uh, you are having the ability to talk to a very specific group of people in which you want to get your products in the hands of, of which you want them to come visit your restaurant. You know, I always go back to those kind of those low hanging fruit of businesses, restaurants, brands, whatever it may be. But but that is the power right now. And we started this off by saying you think about Coca-Cola in the Olympics or Dr. Pepper in college football or Gatorade, Nike, Adidas, like those endemic brands. The reason why they haven't jumped into NIL yet, I think, and we think at Icon Source, is because they have to prove out that ROI. They have to take it to their marketing team. They have to run it through in-house counsel. And with all of these different guidelines and university re- regulations and student athletes being spread over everywhere, the market is so fragmented. It's not worth their time. Quite frankly, they don't need to do it. And two, it's just not easy or efficient enough for them. We'll get there. There's no doubt. And once we do get there, I think you see the opportunity for somebody like Gatorade or Adidas or whoever to send out thousands of contracts at one time of which you can do on icon source, which is awesome. And we can't wait to get there as well. So is the way it looks and and again, you know, correct me if I'm getting this wrong, that you guys are almost going town by town, finding the businesses in that town, the brands in that town and aligning the athletes with those businesses. And, and again, you know, can't help but start. Are you dominating and, did you start in Athens or are you all over the place? Yeah. You know, we obviously had our sights set on the state of Florida before July 1st, because Florida was one of the only states that said we're going live July 1st, no matter what the government or the NCAA says. So a lot of our focus was on the state of Florida, Georgia, governor Kemp signed a bill into law at the end of May. So a lot of our focus went to the university of Georgia. What we were trying to do is just focus on a few specific student athlete bases that said, Hey, on July 1st, this thing's going live and you want to be best positioned to capitalize come over here, we'll help you out. But what does help you out mean in this new day and age? I think the biggest factor about what we do specifically at Icon Source is that we have a sales team. We have athlete marketing managers who are calling up on these smaller local businesses in these areas to say, hey, there's a new opportunity out there. Come on over to Icon Source. We have student athletes through this school, from this school. And we don't represent the student athletes and we don't represent the brand. We are the marketplace. So we want them to come to our marketplace so they can build out these campaigns, so that they can send the contracts, process the payment, get the deliverable done. Compliance can see it all. It is that intuitive platform. We always tell sports agents on the professional side and now on the college side, Icon Source is to sports agents what Zillow is to real estate agents. Right. We want to be what Airbnb is to vacation homeowners. We want to bring you together so you can facilitate the deal. And the beauty of it, since we don't take a penny from universities, is that we can help facilitate the deal. We want them to get across the finish line. We are not just a connection point where you can start sending messages. Hey, do this. Okay. well, do you have a contract? What are you going to pay me? How am I protected? How's the payment processing going to happen? That's where things get sticky. That's where the holdup is a lot of the time. We can push both parties forward and say, hey, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. And I think one of the most gratifying things for our team is onboarding newer brands, smaller to medium-sized businesses, walking them through the functionality of the platform, answering their first initial questions if there is a hang-up. And then two weeks later, you go check into our super admin and they're sending out deals to everybody. You're like, okay, they get it. That's awesome. That's when you start to see our software really make a difference, which is what we're really proud of. How much do you guys do on the the marketing side of it in terms of making sure that the marketing logic is there? Because um, I, I would guess that that's a, 
I'm also almost just imagining that I'm a, I'm a local business. I'm in Gainesville or I'm in, in Athens. Maybe I'm a chain of barbecue restaurants. And I, Drew, I'll be honest with you, I have no idea. I, I kind of think, let's say I'm the barbecue restaurants. I kind of think I want the offensive lineman eating yeah. in my restaurant. But maybe I don't. You know, maybe I want the maybe I want the gymnastics team. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, I think that's the one of the biggest things for us at Icon Search is, is that marketing piece. How are we going to go meet the student athletes where we are? And then how are we going to get the brands to understand if you are looking to access student athletes from any school? This is where you should go. Uh, you know, that education piece, too, of telling the brands what the opportunity is. Hey, you know, everybody wants to work with the starting quarterback. He might have an agent. He might have a high dollar amount. Why don't you look at the backup quarterback who's a freshman who's going to be in that area for the next three and a half years? Right. Like, so I think there's just things that we can do to help brands and businesses understand it's not all about the point guard and the quarterback. Right. If a barbecue restaurant, Worked with the gymnastics team, that's brilliant. It's funny. I would want to see the girls, you know, with big turkey legs or, or ribs, you know, and like that would be funny. And it would speak to a lot of people who are intaking that marketing opportunity. So again, I think that's what's different about what we do at Icon Source. And, and we're 10 months in. So there, there is that huge learning curve and that opportunity to continue introducing ourselves to new parties. How quickly did you? And again, I'm 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 hitting you with some random questions here. Please. So you know, how quickly did you guys? How quickly did you guys grow? Because you know, again, I'm interested in how this whole thing evolved from you know a hard stop to the wild west overnight. Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I think one of the things that we did before July 1st, when it pertains just specifically to NIL, is we introduced ourselves to athletic departments, athletic directors, compliance officers, and they were coming into these Zoom meetings with their guns out. What do you want to do with me? What do you want to do with my student athletes? And how much is this going to cost me? And the beauty of what we said is it's going to cost you nothing. We do not get into contracts with universities. We do not want to have any payment transaction to and from the universities. We want to provide a platform, a safe platform for you guys to be able to send your student athletes knowing brands are going to come here and deals are going to get done and you'll have true transparency to it. Now, Obviously, the guidelines are still not set. National government hasn't stepped in. NCAA hasn't stepped in. One thing that we're going to continue to do at Icon Source is never take a penny from a school because we know that if we have that flexibility, whichever rule has come down, we'll continue to be able to provide for the student athletes. So with our background in professional sports and with pro agents since 2018, that was an immediate green light from athletic departments. Okay, these guys aren't just some startup who are saying we have a product and we hope it's ready by July 1st. And then when we were talking to student athletes and compliance officials, we were saying, your student athletes can sign up now and it will not be live until 12.01 a.m. on July 1st, right? We would never want to put a student athlete's eligibility in danger. So we saw a lot of student athletes start to sign up before July 1st. And then when July 1st happened, we did the first deal ever with the Cavender Twins and Boost Mobile in Times Square in New York City. We did the first deal ever with an HBCU student athlete up there as well. And the signups skyrocketed. Obviously, July 4th came, kids go home. So the last couple of weeks off before school started, there was a lull. But then when they all came back to class in summer or fall, you know, you start to see the education on campus and the, and the signups continue to tick back up. So I think one of the biggest things is continuing to tell student athletes, you do have value. I, I don't like it when a student athlete says, I'm not going to sign up. I, you know, I don't have any value. I'm like, yeah, you do. Like, even if you're a backup lineman, 
Even if you are a walk-on golfer, even if you are a gymnastics or a swimmer, you do have value, right? Like we want to help you be able to capitalize in any and every way. So why wouldn't you make yourself available rather than saying, this isn't for me. And if it's not for them, for whatever reason, we're not going to force them into anything. We just want to let them know there is opportunity out there if you still choose to lean into it. Well, I mean, how many... It strikes me that there's some complexity here with the uh, like the scale, the number of student athletes. I mean, how many how many student athletes are there actually in? in the o- almost five hundred thousand in the NCAA. Okay, okay. five hundred thousand, and the biggest chunk of those are D three athletes, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are I think a um, hundred and eighty something Division one schools, maybe a little bit less, maybe a hundred and fifty or so Division one schools. Um, and on icon source, we're represented, uh, through 480 plus schools, right? 87 plus conferences. So you see, I mean, you go on there and I, schools I've never heard of, and there's kids <laughs> signing up on icon source. It's great. Cause you're sitting there going, they understand that there is an opportunity out there. I think one of the biggest benefits to us would be if that smaller school athlete were using icon source and they go to a taco shop every Thursday and the taco shop owner played the same sport at that school and they wanted to do a deal, we would hope that that student athlete for the ease and efficiency of using our platform would say, hey, that's awesome. Go hit me up on Icon Source. It'll be a total breeze. It'll take a lot of weight off my shoulders. You'll be protected with a contract. You know, creating that ecosystem of parties who want to get deals done rather than just paper pushing through the DMs, you know, leaving a lot up to chance. That's not what we want to do at Icon Source. Okay, I'm trying to decide. I got sort of two directions I want to go on. One of it's almost more of a Kind of a fun little intellectual exercise. So we'll let, we'll go there, and then I'll come back to Perfect. the the programs that the schools have started because that's yeah. fascinating to me as well. When I think of a school like Emory, and that's why I mean sort of a, more of an intellectual exercise. I don't think of sports, right? But Emory is very proud of their athletic programs. I think the the swim team does exceptionally well, wins the D three national championship almost every year. Baseball team's great. Basketball team's very very solid. If you're talking to the folks at Emory who may think, you know, NIL is not for us. NIL is for University of Georgia, University of Alabama. How do you help them get their heads around it? You know what I would say is I'd say, okay, well, let's look at your alumni base, right? Let's look at your donor list. A lot of business owners from Emory, a lot of super sharp people from Emory. You think they love your university? You think they'd like to support your student athletes? Do you think that they could create a pretty cool and enticing marketing campaign to have Emory student athletes show up at one of their businesses, shoot a commercial or create a billboard around campus, do some social media activations? That right there helps your alumni base, helps your student athletes, brings that exposure to Emory University. It is for Emory student athletes. NIL is for all. I mean, right there, you know for a fact, and I live in Atlanta, so I know how prestigious Emory University is. There is a ton of people, ton of businesses, a lot of interested parties who would love to support Emory student athletes through real NIL. And I think, it, you know, just having this podcast, I think some lights will turn on with some people listening going, hey, that makes a ton of sense. Like, yeah, I'd love to do that. Um, and, and that's the exciting part when they start to understand there are a lot of ways to go about this a lot of ways to support your school and your student athletes. That is a rising tide that lifts all ships. You know, I, I, I see one of the things you bring to this because you've obviously got so much passion for this that I think you're going to, I think creativity is needed on some of this stuff, thinking differently about some of the stuff. And I, 
I got to think when you talk to these groups, the light bulbs do go off because there's just, so, it's, it's contagious. Well, I appreciate that. I am very passionate about it. Um, and I think it's because I was a student athlete, right? Like people always ask me like, what would you have got? I'm like, I don't know. I was a punter. Okay. Um, Aaron Murray, my, my, my partner, my business partner, teammate on the podcast, I think he would have gotten a million dollars if he wanted it, right? He's broken every SEC passing record. He was loved across the state. He was from Florida. I mean, he had a lot of levers to pull from. And it, you look back and you go, man, just, I, I watched some of the interviews going back and I'm like, I would have been more personable, right? I would have shown my personality more. I, I would have tried to get a couple of free golf rounds in and around the state. Like, I, I think I would have leaned into it just because, you know, I, I think it's a very welcome to the real world moment for student athletes. It introduces them to entrepreneurship um, and it allows them to get some real life skills, which when I was in school, I didn't have. I, I didn't know what a W9 was when I was in college, right? I didn't know how to form an LLC. I had no idea what a 1099 is. I think it's great that student athletes are having to know what those things are now before they go out into the real world. Are you seeing, I mean, a lot of what you're talking about, and it makes a lot of sense to me that you, you start with the baseball team or you start with the gymnastics team where there's more, more scale or more scope. Have you, and I know it's been early. In the 10 months, have you seen stars started to come out of it? Like the student athletes that sort of have a natural affinity for being a spokesman or a marketer, and they've kind of been able to grow their brands? Yeah, I, I think brand builders are shining right now because in the first 10 months, the easiest way to leverage NIL is through social media. Um, you know, social media was not relatively that big when we were in school. I mean, there was no million follower football players in 2010 or 11. Um, but you're, you're seeing that they are getting, whether it be good or bad advice, advice to say, hey, let's help you capitalize. Like, just because you are 18 to 22 years old right now and you're a student athlete does not mean you can't capitalize. Let's leverage this to become a spokesperson. Reach out to brands. Use your social media because that is a little bit more trackable in this new era. Um, and I always tell student athletes, this is such a good opportunity to introduce yourself and to talk to brands, whether you do a deal or not. Because, you know, I played football for five years. I was blessed. There was a reason I moved back to the state of Georgia. My wife and I lived in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's a great part of the country. I'm like, we got to go back where our family is, where the University of Georgia fan base is, where alumni are, where people love to help people in those same circles. So if I were to have those relationships when I was playing, and now the marketing intern who I talked to, who was offering me a deal, who I've kept in touch with, is now the CMO or the CEO. Now I can go and say, hey, I love your company. Like, just got done playing sports would love to go out and have a coffee or lunch. Like the relationship aspect of this, again, I'm thinking like way bigger picture. I think there are so many opportunities for student athletes to foster and create environments around themselves that are going to help them far past NIL and far past professional sports. Because I always tell people, you know, I got a couple of endorsement deals when I was playing, but guess how many I got when I was done playing? Zero. Right. I had to build my own brand, start my own podcast. Now I have great partners in that regard, but it comes to an end one day. So it's great to create those relationships to foster on past your playing days. I think it's an incredibly strong message for all the folks and, you know, listen to this. Okay. The, the other question I had to dig into a little bit, I remember being absolutely fascinated. It was like every week there was another university announcing their NIL program. I think I remember Nil Braska was one of them. They, they all had like, they all had kind of funky, witty, punny names. names. Yeah. 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 How did those, um, 
how, how did the schools do with that? I mean, I, I'm assuming some did great, some crushed it. I assume others were are still sort of lost in all this. But every school moved into this very rapidly last spring. Yeah, it was interesting to see. You know, you saw some schools be extremely progressive, announcing their programs well before July 1st. Hey, we're going to leave no stone unturned for our student athlete, trying to get out in the recruiting arms race that we're seeing right now. And you saw other universities in specific states or for whatever specific reason that were extremely prudent. Hey, we'll wait and see how this plays out. Our student athletes can essentially go do what they want, but we're not going to get involved up to that point. I think what we've learned at Icon Source and me as a former student athlete is that a lot is up to the schools from an education standpoint, right? The schools have to provide real education for these student athletes, not just financial literacy, which is extremely needed, but those real life skill sets of, hey, if a brand reaches out to you and offers you $10,000 for an opportunity, you might want to respond to them. You know what I mean? Like you might want to create a relationship or even if you don't want to do it, say, thanks, but no thanks. I'm really busy right now. I'd love to revisit this in a couple of months if you're still up for it. There is a big learning curve around what NIL is. Coaches will tell you it's a distraction, right? Officials in the university athletic department will tell you it's a headache. And then student athletes will probably tell you they don't know what the hell's going on. Man, my DMs are exploding. I got brands I've never heard of. People are reaching out to me, want me to do this, that, and the other. I don't know who I can trust. So we need in the fragmented industry right now, the schools to step in and say, we're going to help our student athletes know what to expect, right? Student athletes might not want to respond to a $10,000 offer because they're uncomfortable. Uh, They might not like the brand. They might think it's fake. Like there are so many things out there that are hurting the student athletes ability to see more opportunity. And our goal at Icon Source is to bring those barriers down to get rid of the gatekeepers who are trying to say, "Uh uh-uh, I got to get my hands on this. You need to go through me. It needs to happen this way in order for that student athlete to even see the opportunity. We want every opportunity to be seen by every student athlete in a platform that's trusted and secure. So they can go, okay, this must be real. It's not just some you know, X, Y, or Z trying to slide into my DMs and, you know, get my NIL in perpetuity. So that's one of the biggest things. So the school programs are essential. They are very essential, but I think they all need to be heading in the right direction. And some of the parties, quite frankly, who are out there might not be doing what they say they were going to provide for the school. And then on the other hand, student athletes might just not be that interested. So it creates some more of that confusion along the ride for these through these first 10 months. Well, so the schools were essentially forced to start to operate as marketing agencies. Yeah. With probably of which no, they're not. Yes. With no background in our ability to do that, right? Exactly. Okay. The other one kind of interesting to me is when you talk about student athletes, when does it start? You know, does it start when the kid gets on campus? Because obviously a lot of speculation that NIL was going to affect recruiting. Mm-hmm. You know, people want to know what the NIL opportunities are going to be. But I think we're all probably nervous about starting to talk to high school kids. Yeah. So how do you manage the, uh, let's say, the top of the marketing funnel and all this? You know, I think it's important to introduce NIL to kids while they are in high school, meaning what is it? Um, what should you expect? What does NIL stand for? You know, we we know what NIL is. You go talk to a brand at a trade show, they'll be like, what is, I have no idea what that means, right? They're like, we don't know what NIL stands for. So I think educating kids at a younger age to tell them here is what is waiting for you is important. Now, one of the only rules is that NIL cannot be used for recruiting inducement. 
everybody knew before July 1st that NIL would be used in recruiting, right? If you go to the University of Georgia, you're 80 miles from Atlanta. They just won a national championship. They have a lot of donors and fan base. You know, there is going to be endless NIL opportunities if you are the starting quarterback. If you're the point guard at Duke, you will have endless, you know, quarterback at USC, whatever that is. We knew that was going to be used. I, I do think it's important, though, to continue to educate these kids starting junior, senior of high school of what NIL is. I mean, that's not a bad thing whatsoever. And, and again, if you want to go a layer deeper, I'm a firm believer that the market of free ideas is what rises to the top. I, I prefer capitalism. If you were to just lift off the guardrails and say, hey, all 50 states, kids in high school can make money off their name, image, and likeness, um, I would be really interested to see just how many kids that are 17 years old and younger would truly get opportunities, right? Like I think the subset is so small. Um, I'm not saying that we need to go that far, but I, I do think businesses would generally be hesitant to sign endorsement deals with kids who are 16 and 17 years old outside of a few significant outliers for sure. Yeah, true. Hey, I also want to bring Doug into this. You know, I know Doug was excited about this topic. So Doug, what do you want to ask Drew? Yeah, Drew, you mentioned earlier that NIL can't be the determining factor in an athlete's recruitment. What keeps a booster from funneling money to recruit for a quote-unquote business sponsorship that in reality serves as a de facto signing bonus? Right now, nothing. And I, and I think that's the scary part. You know, mm-hmm. everybody calls NIL the wild, wild west. We like to say at IconSource, you know, it's not that wild over here. We're trying to really get people to, to focus on what's important And from a few university officials that I've talked to, when I mentioned what IconSource does, which is we do brand and corporate sponsorship deals for student athletes and professional athletes, and they ask about like other things. I'm like, well, hold on. If not for the brands, who are paying these kids? I'm like like trying to, I'm going, if you had asked that to me before July 1st, our heads would have exploded. Like this is meant to be the use of marketing for name, image, and likeness of student athletes for businesses to partake in. Now, I understand things change, um, but without the enforcement of any rules, these things are going to happen. So the wild, wild west will get wilder. You know, what I say in our household is when when the cat's away, the mice will play. And that's exactly what's happening right now because the NCAA is nowhere to be found. And people are like, well, hell, if they're not going to enforce the rules, I'll do whatever I want. And then we'll just put up a fight on the back end. So that's where it gets really murky. And I think that's bad for the student athletes. I really do. Not $2 million paydays, right. <laughs> but that creation of waters, which you could swim in whichever way. Gotcha. Well, change the subject here, but Mike and I have had some discussion on the podcast in regards to women's athletics and how the greatest female athletes rarely have the opportunity to cash out on their performance in professional leagues the way that male athletes can after college. How have you seen NIL present a particularly unique opportunity in that space for female student athletes? Yeah, three. our, our top three earners on IconSource are all female student athletes. Um, five out of our top 10 earners on icon source in the college ranks are female student athletes. And it's, it's great. You want to know why one, they're better at social media Two, <laughs> you know, you can make your own assumptions, but a lot of them are better looking than guys. That's just, that's just a fact. <laughs> but three, they're responsive, right? Like if a uh-huh. brand reaches out to a female student athlete, she's going to respond back and say, Hey, I've never heard of your business, but please tell me more. And oftentimes those general starting points of a conversation lead to a deal. 
it's fascinating to see. And the girls are leaning into it because they know I can leverage my social media. Go back to the story about Kendall Lindemann, the three-time All-American softball player. Like she's perfect for NIL because she's going to be able to reach out to softball moms, softball players across the country, all the other softball girls in the NCAA, her teammates and friends at the University of Florida. Like that right there is that micro-influencer ability. And females are the ones who see the opportunity. When you think about pro sports, right, they make a salary, right? Mm -hmm. When you're in the NFL, you're getting a big paycheck every two weeks. When you're in the NBA or MLB, you know, Matt Olson just signed a $168 million contract with the Braves. That's fully guaranteed. So he gets to be really picky and choosy with the endorsement deals that he wants to do. He can negotiate way higher prices and he can turn down a lot of stuff. My advice to student athletes is, you know, Start saying yes. Like, let's try some things. You're not, you don't have to get locked into five-year contracts with endorsement deals, but you can really create a brand for yourself that can turn into something special down the road. Again, you're not making a salary. I think it's important to strike while the iron's hot, have some fun with this new industry. Of course, protect yourself. I'm not saying just say yes to everything, but I think that's a big learning curve for these kids to say, if I can manage it and do it right, and it speaks to my brand, why wouldn't I? I know I would have. Mm -hmm. And last question for me, uh, last year in football, I know a lot of the big earners that, that we were seeing in the media were guys like uh, DJ Uyungle with Dr. Pepper, Spencer Rattler, I think had the Canes deal. I remember Derek King with, what was it? College hunks hauling junk. It seemed as though several brands took a chance on a player with the expectation that that player would become a Heisman candidate, would be on television a lot, uh, maybe to find that the player would become injured or, or surpassed by someone else on their roster. How have brands adjusted to the uncertainty in college sports? Is there a little hesitancy toward these larger deals? Is, is there a different method of risk management moving forward for brands? Yeah, you know, I, I think that was a, a pretty interesting storyline to follow when a lot of people mm -hmm. were picking up on it. I'm a firm believer in that there are no coincidences, but that was a pretty interesting coincidence for sure. Again, this is sports marketing, right? There mm -hmm. are no guarantees from a playing field success level based on the amount of dollars that you spend. And, and also, I would be hard pressed to imagine that because of a deal that a kid did, he started playing poorly. Now, I know that trend that you just mentioned was kind of alarming, but that has not deterred bigger brands, those situations. Again, I go back to the fragmented industry. That is what is deterring the bigger brands to come play. Too many rules and regulations that are fragmented, meaning schools have their own rules, states have their own rules, kids are everywhere. You know, you have these gatekeepers saying, uh-uh, you can't use marks, can't use logos, you need to go through us, you need to go through them. That's why they haven't said, well, they're just simply saying this is not worth our time yet. Um, and I think that we'll get there and that'll be really exciting to see those big time players come and support student athletes in a big way. Well, all this has been outstanding, Drew. Appreciate you, you, you coming by the podcast. Um, let me ask you sort of one final question. Have we missed anything big in the discussion today? Anything that our listeners should know about? Um, you know, I, not that I can think of. This has been a, an awesome discussion. Um, I love talking about NIL. I love talking about new possibilities. You guys have, have brought great, great questions, so I appreciate that. Uh, you know, not to get off on a tangent, but the, the next domino to fall would assumingly be, are student-athletes going to become athletes? I mean, uh, employees. Will student-athletes become employees? And I, I've got a lot of thoughts about that. Um, 
I don't necessarily think that'd be the best thing for college athletics. And I am all for student athletes getting paid. So I guess I can just leave you with that little nugget to chew on moving forward. uh, Drew, I was, I was trying to do my best to avoid any discussion of the NCAA, the, you know, congressional action and immunization because, you know, that's where it just can I know it's fascinating. And I'll just say this. I think a lot of the people who are pushing for the unionization of college sports and for student athletes to become employees do so knowing how much they personally are going to benefit from it. Absolutely. Okay, Drew, last point. Um, Again, all sorts of awesome. Totally appreciate you. How can brands and athletes that are listening to this, how can they find you? Absolutely. Iconsource.com. If you're a brand, top right hand of the page, click sign up now. If you're an athlete, you can go to Iconsource.com or download the Iconsource app. It's in both the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store, the Android Play Store, whatever it's called now. So find us anywhere. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at Drew Butler. If you have a question, we're at Iconsource on both Twitter and Instagram. So we'd love to help you out. Again, NIL is for all. We firmly believe that. And if you're a brand looking to engage with some student athletes, we have a whole team ready to help you activate and see some massive return for for these great marketing campaigns. Thank you, Drew Butler.